0: Welcome to She's Wild, the podcast for women in land and development. I'm your host, Nancy Surak. I created this podcast as a way to collect conversations of women in the land and development industry. I've been a land broker on the west coast of Florida for nearly 20 years, and I love to empower other women and to tell them about this amazing industry. But I find often that there just aren't enough women being featured on big stages, whether that's at local conferences or nationally. So I set out to find these women myself that are killing it in my business across North America that are changing the communities that they live in every single day, whether they're building condos, multifamily, single family, office, or industrial projects. I hope that you will find this space to be inspirational, motivating, and educational. From time to time, I will feature women who are not only in my business, but also career coaches and motivational speakers. I am so excited to bring you today's episode. When I first decided to create She's Wild, the podcast, I did a bunch of research of women who were doing awesome things across North America. And I read an article in the New York Times about two women who created an all-female development team up in Toronto, Canada, after becoming super frustrated one day. I managed to get these two ladies to sit down with me today to talk about their project called Reina and also share the stories of their careers, what keeps them super excited and pumped. And they even share some words of advice. I hope that you'd love this episode. This was a pinnacle for me. I couldn't wait to get them on the show. And I just thoroughly enjoyed the time that I spent with them. And, um, you know, just listen in and and share your thoughts and let me know what you think. Hi, welcome to She's Wild, the podcast for women in land and development. Today's guest come to us all the way from Toronto, Canada. Mm -hmm. I have Sherry Larjani, the -hmm. president of Spotlight Development and Taya Cook, the development director with Urban Capital. Ladies, welcome to the show. I cannot even tell you how excited I am to have you here and how fortunate I feel that you are sharing your story with our audience. So we're going to dive right right in. Why don't you guys each tell me a little bit more about yourself? Go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell me a little bit about your background.
1: Sure. I'm Taya Cook. Uh, I'm the Director of Development at Urban Capital. I've been with Urban Capital for about 18 years now, Uh, and Urban Capital is a condo development company here in Canada. So we're based out of Toronto, but we also do projects pretty well all across Canada. So in uh, Halifax, Ottawa, Montreal, Winnipeg, Saskatchewan. Um, So we have a pretty broad reach, but we're a bit of a small company which is nice, so we have our hands and everything. Awesome.
0: How
2: about you, Sherry? So um, I'm Sherry Lardani. I am the president of uh, my own uh, company, which is called Spotlight Development. And I um, started in the industry, uh, not necessarily in the high industry, but in the overall industry of, of um, you know, um, design and, and build sort of uh, to start about, you um, 2012. uh, I lost count in the number of years. And um, I've sort of worked my way up to get into the condo development. And I was lucky enough to be able to obviously create partnerships that have been the ways that I have actually put myself through education about this field and how it works. And, um, and, you know, um, that's, the, um, the way I've got to where I am, which is you know having a couple of projects around the city and good locations, and um, you know obviously always looking for more projects. Awesome. So
0: I know a little bit about the project that you guys did together. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But before we do that, I I like to ask my guests, you know, a little bit more about your background in terms of you know did you come up through the real estate industry? Were you was it around when you were a younger girl or did you go to college for any of those things or did you just kind of find it along your way?
1: Yeah, I went, uh, I did my degree on neuropsychology, so nothing to do with real estate. Uh, (laughs) and urban capital was actually, I was their first hire. So they were looking for a summer student when I was in third year university. I thought, sure, I'll do it for a couple months. Uh, and I just ended up loving it. And especially, uh, real estate was definitely not something I would have ever thought as a career. It just wasn't on my radar of something you can do. I mean, you could be a sales agent, of course, but I didn't understand the whole world of development and um, all the different industries that are related to it. And so, yeah, I, I completely fell into it and never left. That's amazing. How about you? So um,
2: I don't come from a family or a background that does this um, either, but I did study architecture, so I did have a little bit of a design and and, um, background that has something to do with, you know, obviously building and, and, um, you know obviously design. However, um, the development industry wasn't something that I ever thought I would be able to get into because the idea of, you know, a developer has always, it, you know, from, from what, what I knew was always this um, older white uh, gentleman who has a lot of money and, you um, it was always uh, some sort of uh, uh, an idea, uh, but it was something I was always striving for, and I loved to do. So I think uh, I have tried knocking at every door possible so that I can get there. Um, but it wasn't something that I just. Um, it was something I always loved to do, um, but it wasn't something that I knew how to get how to get it done and how to find a way to you know become a developer. So I had to basically um, find my own way.
0: Tell me about the first project you ever did.
2: So the, uh, the first condo project, you mean, the or the first, the first, first the
0: first development project that you got involved
2: with. So if we can call that as much of a development project as you know, one of the condo projects I'm working on now, I started by buying a very small uh, property, um, a house. And I um, designed, uh, got the permit, designed the house, and I actually built it myself. So I was basically everything from A to Z. And I was standing on the construction site, supervising the construction, working with the guys on site, you know, sometimes helping them carry drive all around or, or you know, uh, clean up the site after, to be honest. And that's how I started. Awesome.
0: Sherry, I think I read an article that you said, you know, if something needed to get done on the site, you would just do it. You would just <laughs> jump right in.
2: Yes, I did. And I, I, you know what? It was always the concept of uh, either I have to do it or I have to find someone to do it. And um, I didn't always. Um, It wasn't always easy to find someone to help and it wasn't always uh, something I wanted to do, to be honest, because I wanted to show everyone that's on the site working with me that I can be just like them and I am an equal, not in just the way that, you know, I know about this industry, but I am willing to also do that, you know, hard work or pick up that piece of metal or, or wood or drywall or whatever the case is. Um, that, that needs to be done just to get the job done. And I think it also motivated guys too. So the, when I started to pick up, to be honest with you, when I were, they were throwing stuff around and not picking up after them themselves and I would start doing it, it would get them all motivated to just, you know, get up and be macho man and go around and clean up. So it was like, you know, also something that I, I try to do as often as possible, especially since when I was about eight, nine months pregnant that I was on the job site, I kept on doing it even more because I knew they would all get up and about to just make sure that they actually get that done. Um, So I used it as a as a motivational tool for the guys on site. So yes, I did.
0: That's hysterical. I love it. Um, so tell me about how you guys originally began to work together, and the in the project, and and how that came together, and what was really the origination of the idea. I'll leave that to Taya. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> sure. Uh,
1: yeah. So the project came about. Um, First of all, Sherry, Sherry had this great site in Toronto. She's being um, (laughs) demure, I guess is the word I'm thinking. Uh, She's got huge sites, like amazing sites in the city. So she had one site. um, She'd never worked in development before on the condominium side and urban capital had a project across the street. So she'd reached out to David Wex, who's the one of the owners at urban capital um, about doing a project and and, for whatever reason, we'd already sort of done that neighborhood. So that didn't go ahead, but she was on the radar as this, you know, such a strong woman to just make a cold call like that. Um, Love it. Yeah. and then when the idea for Raina came about, that was, there was an article in Toronto life that, um, said, here are the top developers in the city. And it was 20 men. It was called the Kings of condos. And, uh, It was just so upsetting. I think being a woman working in this industry for so many years, to not have one woman who's at the top or is um, highlighted in such an obvious fashion. And Toronto Life's a magazine that goes to most houses in the city. Um, It was upsetting, it was really upsetting. So I went into the office that day and spoke to Dave and said, you know, this is ridiculous. There's no, and he was on the list, of course, as the top 20 developers um so we should we got to do something i want to do a project that's all women and to his credit he just said yeah you're right okay go for it and that was it there really wasn't much more discussion and then of course the first phone call was to sherry um because she's just the perfect partner for something like this um and so we've been working together on it for i guess two three years now mm-hmm. um, your, your whole team
0: is female Right.
1: Yeah. So that was the whole idea was that everyone it wasn't just developers that are tend to be mostly men, but it's also all of the disciplines that we hire. So our architects, our engineers, um, finance, our lawyers, it tends to all trickle down based on who the developers are hiring. Um, So the whole point of Reina is to put together a team of women uh, who are all in leadership, senior positions, really at the top of their game. Um, And show that we can be in these positions as well. Because I think a lot of people look at the industry and say, oh, no, there's lots of women who work in it. But when you actually look at the leadership um, roles and positions, there really isn't. And the people who are making decisions on these huge projects, typically it's a room full of men. So we wanted to be very strong and that it's not just women getting together and working. It's women who are making decisions and who are taking the leadership in this project in the most senior way possible. So it's been great.
0: It's very inspirational. You know, I reached out to you guys all the way from Florida because I'd read about you and I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this podcast, I want these women to tell this story because that's the whole point of the podcast is to inspire other people. And I know at least on the West coast of Florida, I mean, we're fortunate to have some women in some pretty good positions, but I don't see what you guys have done here. Um, you know, and, and I am, I'm a land broker and I, I often go to different events and we'll we'll sit with my women friends and we'll go around the table and we're like, why aren't we doing a project together? Like we have everybody we need at this table. And then for one reason, people will get excited and then it never really comes to fruition. So I give you guys a ton of credit because, and I know it's hard because then you're deciding, well, do we ask this person or that person? And does this person have the experience? And, and I know just from, Paying attention to ULI and the women's leadership up in Toronto, y'all have a very deep pool of women who are killing it up there in the development space. So I'm already a huge fan of your market. I'm like, I'm going to Toronto one day So I want to meet her. Um, but tell me, what were, what were some of the bigger challenges in the beginning or throughout the project that you guys faced? Not necessarily as women, but in just in general? no.
2: I'm sorry, I was just saying something to someone not to come in. Okay. Like we're not I'm answering sorry. that. I'm so sorry. No <laughs> oh, challenges, no challenges at all. No, it's was just, I was just making sure they don't come in and start talking to me. I'm hey, sorry. You know what?
0: That. That's the challenge we all have on these Zoom calls and, and <laughs> oh, yeah, live recordings. It's life. It's not a big deal, but I yeah. thought you were waving me off. Like, no, I wasn't. Uh, that wasn't. Was no, no, no,
2: no. That was not the intention.
0: So back to back to the question is, what were some of those early challenges or even challenges that you're dealing with more recently
2: um I, so if i were to talk about uh the challenges i think uh, uh what wasn't a challenge was definitely finding all the capable women that we found and all the consultants that we put together so we didn't have any difficulty finding anyone in any role that we okay. wanted to deal with. and that's I, an absolutely amazing part of the project because it showed us even as people who had been in this industry, obviously Taya a lot longer than me uh, for the time I was in it, um, that we're used to working with uh, you know men around the table that, oh, wow, there are these women and they are doing the exact same thing. So it was a breath of fresh air. But there was um, obviously the challenges that, that we faced was um, you know, the, the, the comments that we sometimes received or, um, you know, the feedback and unfortunately, most of it came from people that were closer to us rather than from far away. Cause you rarely hear it from, when it comes from far away and it just becomes, you know, um, background noise. But when it comes from people that are closer to you, like, you know, um, I remember one of the guys that I I, who I was speaking to when I was like excitedly talking about this project and saying, oh, we're doing this project. And I said, like, oh, wow, you guys are going to have such a hard time selling it because it's all women. And, you know, it was just like raising my eyebrows that why would this person even talk about that? So I think the challenges weren't any different than the challenges that any project has just because it was all women. But we did have the... Um, challenges of wanting to make sure that we obviously prove a point. So I think it was a lot of pressure on us, um, Mm -hmm. as you know, the two people who were uh, pioneering or initiating this sort of cause, but it was, um, also the fact that, you know, we, um, We were getting comments sometimes that were unkind and uh, uncalled for, um, which, you know, was nothing but more ammunition for us to just push ahead. And that's how we took it, which is, you know, which I'm glad we did. And I'm glad we just uh, went ahead with everything that we did. Yeah, And I have to say, the
1: comments in the States are way worse than Canada. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Any articles we have? Oh, we were in the, like in New York Times and Huffington Post and Oprah Magazine and like a whole bunch of really great media outlets. And if you read, like, I don't know, you guys have a very active online commenting.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry for that. Um, but I, you know, I have to say, I'm not surprised. I've learned even, um, I'm, and you mentioned it earlier, I'm I'm often the only woman in the room. Yeah. And um I just—it's never really bothered me necessarily. Like I'm aware, right? Obviously, like it's—it's it's obvious. Yeah. Um, but I just keep pushing forward. But I have heard uh, in some of those rooms comments about other women in my business. And it always made me like so uncomfortable because I'm like, well, wait a minute, especially if it's a friend, right? And I'm like, "Um, that's not actually true. Uh, But, you know, and I've had people warn me to not get close to other women in the business. They're like, well, you should be really careful of her reputation. And I'm like, what are you you talking about? Yeah. You know, and I never had somebody tell me that about a man.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's it too. When we said, you know, it's going to be an all female team. There's a bunch of, you know, the normal, stupid, Ooh, they're going to be cat fights. Are you all going to get along as if we all have to be best friends to work together? Right. Like, like us working together is like a slumber party of just hanging out and you know, painting each other's nails. Like it's ridiculous. We have the exact same job to do as we do on any other project. Um, It's just as serious. There's just as much money involved. It's, you know, all those things. But I, I do think there's that underlying, um, whatever the word is, just ignorance that, you know, we're like playing a role. It's like this whole, you know, Oh, you're a girl boss. So personally, I hate it. It's like, we're playing dress up and pretending to do our jobs. I I, I find it so offensive. Um, so I think there's a lot of that, like it's, it's well-intended sometimes or hopefully, Mm -hmm. but just lands so poorly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're fully capable, right? I mean, you've been doing this before yeah. the project. I would imagine everybody on your team, you said it was senior leaders. So sure. they all had an incredible resume, no doubt. I mean, otherwise you probably wouldn't have chosen them. I mean, there's a lot riding on saying, you know, hey, I want to do this and I want it to be all women. For sure. They were sort of proving a point that it yeah. can be done and it's going to be amazing, an
2: amazing project. And we had options. So we had options to choose from, a, 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 a you know, a few women yeah. who were doing the same thing at senior level, which is another um, important point to mention.
0: Kudos, kudos to you guys. Um, and I'm, I'd love to know, like, have you heard from other women teams anywhere else um, that's trying to do the I same have, thing? Uh,
2: yeah, so after our project, um, I have heard of two, um, one in Vancouver, which I, I read about, and then I was actually called on um, a social housing project that was being done by a woman, for women woman um, in uh, another uh, city in Canada uh, that I was told um, that they are doing that. And um, it was interesting to see that that shift is, is sort of happening. And, you know, our project is having that much of an effect and is carrying that message through.
0: Right. And look, I'm calling all the way from Florida years after your initial publication. So it's going to continue. The show will continue to expose a, that can be done B that can be done incredibly well. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about the project specifically and what the influence, some of the things you guys learned through the design phase when you're designing as women sitting around the table versus men, because that's been a big beef of mine personally, where I'll say I go to an event, I don't have a nice stiletto heel on and the next thing I know my heels getting caught in the in the boardwalk or the, the stress joint in the concrete and I'm like okay when is a woman going to figure this out? This is killing me and my you know, nice shoes. Uh-huh. Um, I'd love so, to you know. Just to a cherry party. very uh, yes. thinks
1: of everything with her parties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to just, you know, what are some of the things that when you guys were sitting around in the design phase that you were like, I want to make sure this happens?
2: Uh, I think we have a lot of stuff that happened through um, talking and listening. Um, so we, you know, you bring up the uh, the uh, the topic that you're doing something like this, and that you're willing to hear from others that you know that have lived in condos how they feel and what they see as problem and people start talking and I think it feels like they've never been asked to talk about the problems they've always been asked to say you know to to talk about how how, uh, pretty uh, a condo is or that the the aesthetics were more important than the the details and you know one of the things I remember uh, that that you know, to me, was interesting is that we were doing um, an interview uh, with one of the TVs in in Canada, and you know, we finished um, the the interview, and the lady who was sitting across from us said, "Can I, if now that you guys are talking about all this collaboration, can I, guys, give you my idea or my opinion?" And you know, we said, "Sure," and she started talking about how uh, she lives in a condo and she hates her laundry, uh, and she doesn't have any storage, she doesn't have any room to put anything, and I was like. See, you ask and you get, you, you listen and, and you. Um, the people start talking and, you know, we did a lot of collaborations. We did it with different groups. We invited everyone from the community, from the people we knew, from the industry to come and sit around the table and actually doodle things on, on a paper or do drawings, you know, and and leave it for us. And it was such an ex- exciting, interesting experience for us to see how much comes out of that. And then we went to Girl Guides, which is, you know, a group of young girls who had clever Ever amazing ideas and to see how the, their brain works and what they actually see okay. as things that are missing in a project was absolutely amazing. Um, and, you know, we kept on doing that. I and mean, we I think we carried that throughout the project, even sitting around the table, all of the consultants, if they had something to say, we were, we were willing to, to hear it. Um, and, you know, it wasn't just us saying, well, you know what, we're, we'll hear it and we'll probably just ignore it we actually paid attention and tried to see how we can incorporate it into our design and I think I'll leave it to Taya to tell you those examples of a few of the things that we've done
1: well I think it also I'm really realizing just this context is that your listeners might not know what our project is Um, so it's a condominium project and it's it's a nine-story building with 200 units so quite substantial and um, right near downtown Toronto. So just about a 15 minute drive from the core of downtown. Um, so there's lots of opportunities within a building that size to make a bunch of changes. So um, we did, I, I feel we did some really interesting amenity spaces. Um, we offered at least 25% more than what a typical building would have um, in terms of square footage allotted to amenities. We spent a lot of time in terms of um putting together systems in place so that there's a good community atmosphere there. So we have a budget already in place. So there'll be people who can activate the spaces Um, we have one experience I had, I know when I had my son was working out was just a disaster. Like if you want to go work out, you basically have to have someone watch your child. If you're staying at home with them, like for us, we have a a mat leave if you take it. (laughs) Um, so it was next to impossible. So we have a kid's gym, for example, or sorry, we have the adult gym and a kid's playroom side by side with a glass wall. So you can watch your children as they play, but you can also work out. Um, there's a room that came from the Girl Guides, which is a snack shop. A lot of the teens, it says they really want a place to go eat and, and hang out with their friends. So we made a Japanese style vending machines so the girls or guys can go down there and, and just hang out with, in the safety of the building, but also have a place that they feel is kind of cool. Um, we have a meditation room and a room for music, uh, for instruments. So if you want to have uh, music lessons for yourself or your kids, there's space. There's, I could ramble on for like an, an hour of, of all the details, but I think the main thing for the building was that it would be a space where it was um, accommodating to all age groups and to families specifically. So uh, I know a lot of condos here, especially in Toronto, are really marketed to like 20 to 30-something-year-olds with the idea that, okay, you can live there while you're single and then you move on. Um, but we really wanted to create a place where families would feel comfortable, or if you're living with your parents, um, if they're elderly, we have some in-law suites, um, really just thinking on how we can accommodate the general public.
0: So now do you guys, um, do you maintain the ownership in your development team or did you, are you building it and selling it through like a merchant program? Like, is it going to end up being owned by an investment company?
2: No, Uh, so it's gonna be owned by individuals who are purchasing the units. Okay, so that's condo for purchase, for sale.
0: Okay, yeah, Yeah, not rental. No, okay.
1: And we're Um, majority sold already, which is nice. Um, nice. And now we're going ahead with with construction.
0: Nice, so where are you guys in the construction phase?
1: We just started. So we just took down our sales center uh, in February and are just getting underway.
0: Oh, wow, so now the fun is really beginning. Mm And you said it was nine stories, right? Yep. That Congratulations. That's a great project. Um, right. Those are fun. And it's going to be, uh, you know, that's big enough that it'll have, I know Toronto has some pretty good uh, skyscraping sized buildings, but I guess when you get further out, it probably does do that step down. So it'll be a nice um, addition to the skyline. So congratulations on that. Yeah. Um, so having put this team together and based on your your own personal and professional experience in the business Uh, What do you think are the key skills that young women or women in general really need to hone to be super successful in our space?
2: Uh, If I were to go first, I say the first thing that we need to have, and it's not a skill that anyone would teach you, but the first thing that you would have is that you have to have confidence in your own abilities. Uh, whatever those are, whatever you're good at, because if you don't have that confidence and if you're lacking it, you can't sit in, uh, at a table and prove a point or or talk the talk as they say, because if you can't talk the talk, nobody's going to take you seriously. And if you don't have the confidence, then you won't be able to um, carry a conversation and answer questions. So I think the first thing I, I would say to, to anyone from any industry would be that, you know, they got to get gain that confidence. Um, And how do you gain that confidence by being in um, having information by having knowledge, right? I remember I used to go to the city, um, uh, like the the city halls or the planning offices, right. and I would sit there and talk to the planners for hours. And you know, I I did not know about so many of the things that I that w- was involved in the development uh, of a project, and I didn't have any place to go and learn it. Like there wasn't any school that said we're going to teach you development. Like at least I didn't know of. So I used to go to the to the city hall, take a piece of property, put it in front of the planner, and let them talk and tell me about it. And I would do that like. At least three times a week. So everybody at the city hall knew me because I was just there all the time asking questions. And those questions eventually led to me knowing and understanding what it was that they were referring to and putting myself through an education, but also that the next time I was talking to someone and someone was talking about an area, I could reference that conversation and I could and I could talk with um a talk the, the same language that the a developer was talking about, um, which I obviously didn't know it. I didn't, and I, you know, I wasn't lucky enough to be able to uh, have a a background that that would have helped me get there. So I think that's you know get and get yourself. Comfortable enough that your confidence will shine, and you guys can, you know, talk about what it is that you, yeah, that you need to talk about. So I think that would be one of the most important skills in my mind um, that I would that would I would recommend. And it's not something that you can go to school for. No, you just have to do it, right? You learn by doing. Yes,
1: and I would say just to counter that a little bit is I think confidence is key, but I think on the flip side. Uh, as women, a lot of times we get our confidence by feeling like we know things hundred percent. Like I found in a lot of meetings, men will jump in and take ownership or talk about things that I'm sitting there thinking, "You have no idea what you're talking about." Like I, I feel in my own head, I know so much more than you on this subject, but you're going on and on and on and on, and that's what gets them ahead. Whereas we sit in the background waiting until we feel 100% comfortable so we don't embarrass ourselves or say something stupid where people judge us. And I think we, uh, a lot of us hold ourselves back because of that. So I think it's the mix of confidence and I would just throw in, add in some bullshit in there. Like add in (laughs) some, just (laughs) going for it because especially most of us who, you know, are not going to put ourselves in in risky positions, are not going to really put ourselves out there, we can really afford to put ourselves out there at least a little bit more and just go for something instead of just waiting until we're 100% sure it's the right decision.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I say that just in my business when I'm calling on you know massive landowners who may own thousands of acres in Florida. I'm like, you know what? I'm calling them. Yeah. Or, or I'm calling them. What's the worst I can do? Either they hang up on me or they tell me to go pound sand. Well, in either you know, the, the flip side is I'm, they might actually hire me to help yeah. them.
2: The it's, flip side is they get to know your name. Are they Absolutely.
0: Here? <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, I I've, I've called, you know, and I have this little trick that I do. Um, I like to t- call the top first. Okay. So unless I know somebody in the organization or oh. ownership, I like to call like the highest level first and work my way down. Yeah, um, and I don't know where I learned that, or I don't know if it's intrinsic or if I read it somewhere in a sales trick book or something, but it, it works, it works often. And I'm just, you know, authenticity, I think goes a long way too, you know, oh. so, um, you know, so I, I really have, have loved talking to you guys. I, I always, um. Ask this question, and you sort of tapped on this from a skill perspective, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's slightly different. If if a young woman, say 25, were to call one of you guys uh, from somewhere else and say, I really think I'm being pulled into the development space. I want to build something in my community. I'm just looking for some advice. What might be something you would share with her?
1: I'll be honest. I feel with Reina, we've had a lot of people reach out with questions like that. At least I know Sherry has too, but I'll speak from my own experience. I always feel best positioned to, to assist people who are in Toronto or who are in my own ecosystem. And I think that's the same for anybody. I would say start with your network close to home because that's really where you can make connections and help somebody and feed them and hear about job opportunities and really Uh, make those connections. I find when it's a distant one and it's, you know, will you be my mentor? Like, okay, well, I I know nothing about real estate in New York, for example, other than just common knowledge. Um, uh, To me, I would say, you know, work in your close network and really meet people face to face as much as you can. And um, yeah, try to try to get yourself out there and connected and get to know the people that matter in that, In that little ecosystem that you're in.
0: That's great advice. That's great advice. Yeah. Do you have anything to add?
2: Um, No, I think Taya said it. um, And I think um, it's very good to ask for mentorship, but I think, um, um, you know, what I would tell them is that they need to have a goal and they need to have an understanding. It's not just to say that I want to do development. Okay. Well, what is it from development that you like? And what is it that you want to you know, what is it that you want to strive for and sort of aspire to? Because if you really don't know, and if you just want to take one part of it, it's different than being a developer. So I think understanding exactly what it takes, because it happens many times where you talk to someone and they don't even understand what development is all about. So I think the first step that I would suggest to anyone is to completely understand what it entails, what it involves, and how much of a of a hardship you, could, you would potentially go for through and I said that in, in an interview I was doing a couple of days ago and I said you know what what we don't realize is that yes there's wanting to do to do something there is having the passion to do it and there's always the financial side of it that you need to realize and you need to understand and I think um I, I, those would be the advice that I would tell them that you know before you just get ahead of yourself, try to understand how you have to put all of these pieces of the puzzle together and what it takes to be a developer, because it's not just designing a building. It's not just uh, managing a group. It's not this. It's all of it. And um, you have to understand the, the, the vastness and, the, and how big this uh, responsibility is. So I think it's just a matter of having an understanding of the position that you want to go into um, is another important factor in my mind.
0: Awesome. Um, No, I I 100% agree with everything that you guys both just said. Um, I also like to, as I wrap up, ask two questions. Is there a book or a podcast or something that you listen to in your professional setting that you find particularly inspiring that you'd like to share or recommend that our listeners might look into?
2: I, I would recommend a book that I was told to read by a, a very seasoned developer who um, took me under his wings many years ago and he introduced me to a concept that um, opened my eyes as to what I would, my, I might have more uh and what i might have less and that was you know to introduce me to the whole idea i obviously had heard about it but uh emotional intelligence and how important it is for you to have you know emotional intelligence as well as you know iq so it's like iq and eq like and i think that's something that we miss because it's all about human interaction it's all about having relationships and i think anything that will teach you and any book that will teach you about um, how to work on your emotional intelligence at the same time as you work on your um, you know knowledge and information and all the rest of it is just as much important. Um, so I think that's what I would recommend.
0: I can't think of any <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Yeah okay. I've, so I have a different question for you then.
1: Yeah, what's your sure.
0: best hype song when you're on your way to the office or the job site?
1: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> uh, another blank. <laughs> that's that's kind awesome. of something oh my god sherry <laughs> okay so so that's your homework i yeah, want you okay. to think about what that yeah. song list is and then yeah. you could just send me an email and i'll add it to the show notes okay, and we i'll just, just say okay she evening. gave me one right yeah because uh, i have a whole list um, you. and literally my office is two, two miles from my house and I get through like two songs before I get there, but I have a whole list of, uh, kick-ass, like I'm going to go conquer the world song list oh. playlist. Um, on all that. right. So, uh, to finish up you the last question, that. I, what's that?
2: You should share that. Um, I, yeah,
0: I will have to, um, and I, I actually played some for some friends of mine, uh, lady friends of mine one day, and they didn't know half my playlist. I was like, Oh my I was like, is this bad? I didn't know if it was bad on me or bad on them. I was like, okay, well, we'll send it to us and we'll tell you. You'll tell me. Okay. I'll definitely do that. I'll share it with you through Spotify. Um, the last question I have is, uh, if our listeners wanted to keep up with you, are you active on social media? Do you, are you active on LinkedIn or, or Instagram or anywhere else where they might just follow you and the progress of your projects?
1: I'm LinkedIn. Raina has a, a at Raina Condos um, Instagram account that can also be followed. Also, Urban Capital has a has a pretty decent Instagram
2: and Facebook page. Yeah. I also have the LinkedIn and Spotlight also has Instagram, which is not, not as active, but it, it will become active. But uh, Raina, obviously, um, so yes.
0: Well, um, thank you for that. Thank you so much for joining me today, okay. giving me thank time you. from your busy schedules. I. Um, definitely will be coming Toronto to Toronto in the near future. I want to see your project. I'm going to celebrate you all the way down here in the great state of Florida. And, um, you know, I know it's your example really paves the way for so many other women, um, around the world. And I just want to thank you for your example, for your hard work and for everything that you're doing to carry the torch for the rest of us. Thank oh, you so okay. much. You guys have a great afternoon. And if you've ever need anything down here in Florida, you just let oh, me know. For sure. Thank you so much. All right. It's nice chatting with you guys. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of She's Wild, the podcast for women in land and development. If you enjoyed today's show, please go out and rate us so that we can be found by other women in our industry. And if you know women who are working in land and development, Please share this podcast with them. And if you know a total rock star woman, badass chick who is killing it in land and development anywhere in North America, I want to know who she is. Please reach out to me so that I can feature her on an upcoming episode.